This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud. Fuel innovation with responsible AI and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. It's time for the most well-known sports radio icon in St. Louis. The show that begs you to answer the question, can I ever be this good? It's time for the Charlie Tuna Show. Presented by Ameren, Missouri. On the all-new 590 The Fan. Not loosely, a nice snowy day. That's just the bad thing about the snow is it didn't snow. Might as well rain. Tom Wiley's not here tonight. He's the biggest P in the city of St. Louis. The two ladies are here. <laughs> Pam Wilson, how are you? I am wonderful. How are you? <laughs> Rochelle, Rochelle she, she's here. But Tom's not here. I can't get up. I got my, my skirt wouldn't fit. Tom, we miss you. <laughs> Okay, Tom, safety first. Mm-hmm, but we do miss you. Yeah. But he is in Illinois. I understand. I uh, got a good show <laughs> land planned on the second hour. It's just us. We'll be talking about get it off your chest. A lot of other stuff to talk about. We're going to talk a lot about what women think about sports in general. We'll do it again since this is ladies' night. Uh, we'll be in an inner city barbershop on December 2nd. It's a Monday night. Uh, be a lot of guests coming by. Well, if you ever seen the TV show, uh, movie, Barbershop, or Coming mm-hmm. to America, this is the type of barbershop we'll be at. They will be closed, but they're going to open back up that night. So it'll be fun. Rachel and I are going to carpool. <laughs> uh, why is that? <laughs> because. So it's an olive, and you said it's a nice thing. <laughs> it's not bad at all. Not bad at all. Not bad well, at all. Not bad. I'm not saying that it is. I think we'll just carpool. What is this, our show? Monday? Yes, yeah. Monday night. But you oh, won't man. say very much, but we're going to have a bunch of guys. No, we're going to say a lot. <laughs> Here we go. No, you won't. We're not going to say anything? Should we even come? Joe. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. This is a market show. <laughs> it's going to be fun. You got to be careful yeah. what you say. No, you can say anything. You can say, you can say anything <laughs> you, you can say want. anything. Did you see the movie Coming to America? Yes. 
This is the kind of barbershop it is. <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Or the movie Barbershop with Sergio <laughs> Entertainer. You've seen, you've seen those. I think I, think I have. So. No, I know. If you saw them, you've seen them. Like you've seen them. You, you, you can't say I can't remember. You couldn't could say I Shout think I have. Shout out to Cedric, though. No. Should we watch it before we go? Is that what you're suggesting? <laughs> may help a little bit. May help a little bit. It'll be nice. it'll, it'll be this is not sounding promising. It'll be, it'll be nice. No, it'll be, it'll be nice. No, With I, major I, alcohol. Actually, it'll be a fun time. Dr. Patrick Grish, uh, economist from uh, Washington University, known around this country, will be on with us. Uh, Skip Weber will join us in just a few moments. So we'll be here. And uh, got a lot of got a busy week planned. A lot of good things happening. What'd you do over the week, weekend, uh, my dear? Celebrated my grandma's 90th birthday with the family. It was so nice. fun. Happy birthday. Oh, it was so fun. Yeah. Great time. So. And what did you do, Pam? Well, I was going to ask you if you ever heard, have ever heard of the band called Retro Boogie, because I was at the Ritz Saturday night dancing with Retro Boogie. So much fun. Black Elite singer? Yeah. Kind of heavyset guy? Uh, there were five people there. I don't. I was having too much fun. I don't know. They had a great. They had a great, great playlist. They were amazing. We had so much fun. What kind of music they play? Everything you can imagine. Everything, from generations. You know, all sorts of your music, my music. It was great. Great crowd. <laughs> Charlie, you look skeptical. <laughs> you got to You have to Google them. You would like this. The Ritz. There were. There were. I used, a to, go lot to, of I used nice. to go to every Saturday night for the bands. Yeah, this, they were amazing. Did it stop getting? If you don't have bottom, I don't like it. I don't even know what that means. Especially if you're a live music. Bottom means Especially you got to have a funky music. bass. Okay. Oh, these guys, you would, seriously, bass. you would love this band. They were great. Okay. Slappity yeah. bass. Hey, by the way, <laughs> by the way, uh, I got a picture today from my, my brother sent me and my father. It's Veterans Day. We'd like to wish mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. happy, happy Veterans Day. day. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your service. My father was in World War II, and he was a master sergeant. And back in the day, That's it heavy. was unheard mm-hmm. of for a black man. Or Back then, they called him Negroes to be. And he didn't. He wasn't in, show, in charge of just a black unit. It was black and white. So he was a master sergeant. Also, I got an aunt in Chicago. We were talking about it on Frank's show Friday. She's my oldest living relative. And she has one of the most great Southern names you will ever hear. Ida Pearl Collins. Yes, that's we, a great name. And I'm going to try to get on the show next week to talk to her. She has some stories. But once you get her on... It's hard to get her off because you know how older people are when they start talking. It's like, uh, we got to go now. But she's sweet. He went to see her. She was ill. And she's doing much better. So, hello, I'm out of Pearl Collins. That's, that's a southern name, isn't it? That's a great name. Out of Pearl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 93 years young. Wow. Yeah. Surprise can be. All righty, let's do it. It's time for the Weber Report. Brought to you by Weber Chevrolet and WeberChevrolet.com. Now, 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 here's Skip Weber. You know, I figured uh, after all these great games, not good games, Saturday, I would get a text. And, uh, of course, I got my text from Skip. And you know, even his wife chimed in and sent me a text. How about that, Skip? Yeah, she was making fun of me, though, in, in the text. <laughs> I know. You know, I started out really good. I start both my, both the undefeated teams that I said are, were better than people thought. They both won, including uh, Minnesota beating Penn State. And I didn't. I'm not. I wasn't surprised, man. I mean, they're undefeated for a reason. No matter what you think of their schedule, you know, this late in the season. But then I had predicted Alabama was going to handle LSU, and it just, you know, to be quite, quite honest with you, Alabama looked very ordinary for most of that game. 
Yeah. I know people are saying that LSU that makes LSU pretty good, and it does. But LSU has played a couple games that they didn't that they didn't do that great stopping people. I mean, when they played at Texas, Texas they were always a touchdown away. It was a shootout back and forth. I mean, LSU never neither one of those teams stopped the other one the whole game. So That's right. the, the fact that that Alabama couldn't do anything offensively just. Uh, Tells me a lot about Alabama this year, to be quite honest with you. I mean, they're still a great team, and they, and they probably uh, will win out. But um, but LSU's better, and, and I, uh, I'll i hand it to him because him, he was in Tuscaloosa and everything. So no. uh, it just it surprised me. I, I did not – I guess I was just used to Alabama being the best team in the country, and um, I don't think they are this year. Well, one thing about – LSU played okay. Alabama – First of all, should have had a fourteen and nothing score. They didn't. Tua dropped the ball, and yeah. Alabama, like you said, they couldn't stop LSU, and LSU couldn't stop Alabama. Neither one of the teams really, really impressed me, though, Skip. I'm serious. I I, I totally agree. Uh, everybody, you know, these polls are so frustrating to me because they're all based on where they start at the beginning of the season, and you could you could flip flop some of these conferences if if Utah if Utah Baylor and and Oregon had started this season in the top ten. They'd be they'd be in the top five right now, but because they didn't, everybody's criticizing you know uh, their schedule. Well, well, they've played the people they've played. All the people they've played in the last five or six weeks are, are power five teams. Um, you know, same thing with Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota finally played somebody that was ranked. Well, it's not their fault that Nebraska wasn't ranked, but they beat Nebraska easily. Okay, and and uh, you know, I don't know. It's just it, it it frustrates me how how they do that, and they're and they're saying, well, the Southeast Conference. Well, you know what? Georgia's the fifth ranked team in the country, and Georgia lost at home to South Carolina. Okay, now South Carolina was crushed and dominated by Mizzou. So how is a home loss for South Carolina worthy of being the fifth best team in the country? just doesn't make any sense to me so but it's because uh uh, people have a big bias toward the southeast conference because alabama has been so good i don't think that the conference top to bottom is that great to be quite honest with you skip what's your thoughts on um alabama do you think that this kind of took them out of the finals the final four it it should if lsu wins out it should put them out of the final four because that means Mm -hmm. alabama like last year, will not even play in their conference championship. So they won't be a conference champion. But but because they'll win out, because Auburn is their last hard game on their schedule, and I don't I don't think Auburn will beat them, Alabama will have the one loss, and everybody will say, look how great they are. They only lost to number one. So even though they're not going to be a conference champion, they'll put them in last year. That happened last year, and it was ridiculous and wrong. You've got five power five champion, power five conferences. Four of the four, you should pick the four champions that that deserve there. And don't say, well, Alabama is better than this person or that person. Look, they didn't take what they didn't do what it takes to win their conference. If you don't do what it takes to win your conference, you shouldn't be in a playoff. That's a, that's now unless you have more than more than five slots. If you have eight slots. You can put the Power Five in, and then I would say Alabama's a lock to be in there because they're going to win out. But here, they just, in my opinion, if if you look at how basketball does it and how normal sports leagues do it, they just lost the ability 
to to uh, get in the Final Four unless LSU gets upset. Right. And and really, before the playoff format, that's the way it was, because the bowl games decided the number one team in the country. You know, back in the day, the Southeast Conference champion was going to the Sugar Bowl. Okay, and the and and in this case, the Sugar Bowl would have been the national championship. They would have got whoever else to face against it, and Alabama would go to the Fiesta Bowl or somewhere else like that, and they and they wouldn't. They would end up with not without a chance to go to be the, the number one team in the country, and that's that's the right way of doing it. That's the way things work in sports, except for NCAA football. Yeah, I really like seeing that post game interview and seeing the LSU coach like start crying. And it was eight years, I think, since they last like won, um, yeah. since they last beat them. Do you think that this win is going to kind of take them all the way? Well, I mean, they still got they they've still got a couple good teams to play and then they'll play in the conference fine in the conference uh, championship but i think that they showed that they're good a team anybody in the mm-hmm. uh, in the southeast conference you know well the playoff picture will probably loom out as number four oregon probably clemson ohio state then lsu but in the coaches poll skip Alabama only dropped number four so yeah people go i'm telling you what's happening here i can see what's going to happen if anyone loses, Alabama will be right back in top. Yeah, I, I know, and that's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. They won't. They're not gonna. I mean, I'm telling you, that's that. No other league in the country at any level does does things that way. You think that's, it's, that's just insane? You think it's part TV money, monetary? I think it's all TV money, and I think I think there's still a gigantic. I mean, there's a lot of writers and coaches that seem to think that the Southeast Conference is 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 the be all end all of football, and they're just not. I mean, they showed it last year with the ACC, uh, which everybody thinks is a horrible conference, but Clemson elevated, and then they won it all. Look, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter who is the best team after you know after a one after a one month layoff, and everybody takes all this rest and all this stuff, and who's going to be the best team in a couple weeks span? It, it that matters, but it only should matter if you earn the right to be there. If you don't win your conference, you don't deserve to be in the top four, period. And I don't see how anybody can say that that's a bad thing to do. Was do who was the best basketball team in the country last year? Everybody in, in, in and out will say that Duke was the best all year. Well, guess what? Duke lost a friggin' game in the tournament, so they don't get to be in the final four. That's right. Yep. They don't get to be there. They didn't earn their way in. It doesn't matter how good they are. It doesn't matter how many times they might have beat Virginia. You know, when Georgetown lost to Villanova in the finals, they beat Villanova three times. Guess who the number one team in the country is at the end of the season? Villanova. That's they right. won. They did what it takes to win it. And so that's the thing. I mean, in college football, they look at money. They look at other things. I don't even know what. There's a big blue blood thing. Boy, here I don't want to harp on my Baylor Bears because they're my alma mater. So of course there's bias there. But Baylor Baylor won again at TCU. TCU's not that great this year, but they've beat Texas. And they've and here they're a historical decent team. Huge rivalry. The game was in Fort Worth. Baylor wins and drops in the polls. They're one of five undefeated teams. How can that even happen? If that had been any team like an Ohio State or a Michigan or a USC. There's ne- they would never have dropped in the polls by, it, by staying undefeated. Ohio State may be right now 
playing the best football of any college team around. Maybe. But, Skip, there's one team that two teams are going to have to beat that's going to come down to the end. And you mentioned Auburn may hold the key to, to this SEC fiasco. Yeah, they might. <laughs> they might. They've lost a couple games. So, uh, they're not going to they make beat it. Or- yeah, they're not going to make They beat it. Oregon at a neutral site in, in early in the season. So, they're a pretty good team. But, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. That, that's the thing is I'm I'm sitting here rooting. I never have a problem with Alabama. They're a great team. Guess what? I'm rooting against them in the Auburn-Alabama game, and I don't care about either school, but I'm rooting against them because then the outcome will make sense. That's crazy to say. I have to root for a team just so I can make sense of the polls. That's, that's crazy. It, it, it shouldn't be that way. I should be able to watch that game and not care who wins and hope for a really good game and not care who wins. But instead, I go, oh, my gosh, I hope Alabama doesn't win because then they got a shot to be in here even though they, you know, they don't deserve it at this point. What's going to happen is Auburn's going to lose to Alabama and Auburn beat Oregon and Alabama's going to replace Oregon in the top four at the end. If that happens. <laughs> That's right. That's what's going to happen. And Oregon's going to win the Pac-12. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> LSU's going to win the Southeast Conference and Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten. Hopefully Minnesota wins. I'm still rooting for them to prove people wrong. Okay, but then, and then and 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 uh, and uh, Ace and Clemson's going to win the ACC. Okay, so it's going to be Clemson, Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, and the Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve will be shut out, and it won't be right, and it won't be fair. Don't people don't remember I said this? Don't be surprised if LSU and Alabama have to play again. In the in the in the in the final four, yeah, right. In the final play, four, yeah. in the final four, yeah, they could play again. Yeah, wow. and, and the here, networks will love it. Alabama will have a, will have played one less game because they won't be in a conference championship, right? You know, and Georgia and LSU will beat each other up, and Oklahoma, I mean, Ohio State and Wisconsin, or Ohio State and Minnesota are going to beat each other up, and so they'll they'll have played one less game. Alabama will be flat pressure. You got Nick Saban has an extra has a whole month off. Hmm. Everybody gets healthy, and so they'll be tough. They'll be tougher than they were this last week. Okay, it's just not. Come on, guys, you got to do not do not agree with me. I mean, mm-hmm. once again, there's Alabama fans listening right now that say this guy's an idiot. You know what? <laughs> I have nothing against your team, but be right about things. Come on, this, do this is the why right I, way. This, Earn your way in. This is why the committee loved it. 16 million people watched the Alabama LSU game. It was the most watched college game since 2016. And don't tell me the committee is not going to look at those numbers. Sure they will. Mm-hmm. Sure they will. Mm-hmm. We yeah, shall it'll see. Be, it'll be bad. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be <laughs> ranting and raving on this on this station, making making you know Alabama fans mad, thinking that I hate them. You know, like I said, that's what that's what frustrates me the most is I have a lot of respect for them. I remember rooting. I've rooted for them so many times at different games because you know I, I kind of like uh, teams by their players. You know, mm-hmm. not so much by anything else. Like the players they have, I've rooted for them so many times through the years. And now, now I find myself rooting against them because if I don't, I mean, if if they win, the wrong thing will happen by common sense to me. Skip is Veterans Day. What's happening at Weber Chevrolet? What has happened this weekend? So. Uh, this past weekend was a great, you know, with all the great weather on Saturday, it was unbelievable. And I'm just going to keep going, telling you what's going on, uh, what I've been saying since the start of November. This month is an amazing time for Silverado pricing. Uh, you know, we'll see 
really good prices like this again on 2019 Silverados, probably like after the first of the year when it's real true closeout time. But but GM had that strike, and they're trying to bounce back on sales because they make their money by selling to us. So they want us to have the best month we've had in a long time, so we order a bunch more cars. That's the only way they make up the money. So he, so here comes November. We all have, and we I've got, you know, well, well over 100 Silverados, and I've been selling them like crazy. I mean, I'm going to have, you know, I don't know how many I expect to have at the end of the month, but I just got so many. So it doesn't matter what kind of Silverado you want. I've got it, and I've got that great, awesome price on it. So it's a really, really good time. And then they came back and finally put really, really good prices for the first time on 2020 Equinoxes and Traverses. So we had our best Equinox weekend in a long, long time. It just goes across all the lines. Please check it out. Trust me on this. It's Black Friday all month long. It's like coming, getting up early on Friday morning after Thanksgiving and going to a dealership, but doing it right now. Skip Weber, WeberChevrolet.com, two locations in Illinois, Granite City and Columbia, and, of course, 270 in Ireland. Skip, with the weather like this, what is the hottest car? Does it change by weather sometimes, what people will look at, SUV, car, or truck? Sometimes sometimes you get a little bit of a run, but people that really want the four-wheel drive, they already have them. I mean, you don't see people saying, oh, my goodness, I've been living in St. Louis for years, so I'm going to go trade in my two-wheel drive truck for a four-wheel drive just because it snows. But yeah, you you will get people that that maybe uh, uh, they were thinking about trading at some point, and because the bad weather is, they had, they'd rather it, rather rather is happening. They'd rather have some reliability, uh, you know. And maybe then maybe their next car was gonna be a, a four wheel drive, but they'll buy it now because of the bad weather. Those kinds of things. But like I said, nobody driving around in the Camaro says, "Okay, it's winter now. I want to go trade. I'm gonna go trade in a four wheel drive, and then in the spring again, I'll trade that four wheel drive in on it." I guess that might happen, but I'm, that's not the, the norm. You know what I'm saying. Right. Skip Weber, we will join you again on Thursday night. Maybe we can talk about some movies and TV shows as well. Sounds good, guys. Thank you, Skip. Thanks, Skip. Thanks, guys. Thank you. The Weber Reports was brought to you by Weber Chevrolet. Hey, let's take a quick time out before we come on with Professor Patrick Rich. Uh, sad note, too, the mother of manager, uh, Schulte, uh, Mike Schulte, has died. She was 85. Her name was Liv. I've said his notes go out to the family of the Schultes. We'll be right back. Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. 
All right, let's go to my guest line. I'm Charlie Tuner. Go to my guest line, one of the most heaviest. I call them heavy, you know. Heaviest people in this world. From the Business School of Washington University, Dr. Pappy Grish. Doctor, how are you tonight? Good, Charlie. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. We're also joined by Rachel and Pam, okay? Great. Hey, Rachel and Pam. Hi. Hey. Nice to talk to you. Tell us about sure. the tell us about the book they shoot, they score first. Well, last summer I had a chance to interview about 50 of my closest friends <laughs> from the sports industry, people from team owners to team presidents, uh, including some local stalwarts like Chris Zimmerman from the St. Louis Blues. You're not going to get any better than that. And it was just really just a collection of their insights on strategy and leadership in sports. Really proud of it. I'm looking at a picture of you now with Alex Rodriguez and Condoleezza Rice. That's heavyweight stuff you with. Well, Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. i tell you what, a couple of funny things about that photo, Charlie. Number one, Condoleezza is smarter than Alex and myself and probably all the teammates and all the professors I've ever had combined in our lifetime. Secondly, that handkerchief that Alex is wearing in that photo is probably more expensive than my uh, entire <laughs> net worth. Uh, d- doctor, I'm going to call you doctor. Well, of course, I call you Patrick when I see it. Last time I saw you, I think we were on location at Snooks in the Central West End. Remember that last year? I, I sure was. You know, one of these nights, I may have to bug you over at the studio because uh, the restaurant right next door is one of my favorites. Oh, um, come on over. Kirk, yeah, come over yeah. whenever you can. Knock, knock on the window and come tonight, on in. Yeah, you know what? I actually thought about it tonight, but because of the weather, I said, no, probably better safe than sorry. Oh, I would have sent Pam to pick you up. She's Definitely. <laughs> come on a Monday night. That would be so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doctor, let's, let's talk a little bit. There is rumor, and I'm in the sports world. I work for the, as a consultant for the Rams from 96 to partially right now. The rumor of the San Diego Chargers relocating to St. Louis, there are many things happening because of the lawsuit would stand crocking around want to consider doing something. What have you heard about this issue? Well, Charlie, uh, as intriguing as it is, and certainly in the last two years, there's been so much positive momentum with sports in St. Louis, but I have a real hard time because of the way things went down. I know it's with a different owner and a different team. But I think the only way it could happen in St. Louis is if whoever the group was that came in did it with private money in much the same way that the Taylor family is stepping up with private money to build the soccer stadium. Barring that scenario, I just don't think you're going to see uh, the Chargers coming to St. Louis. What I do think is more likely, Charlie, is 
five years down the road once they give L.A. a shot and, and see that it fails, because I have a very little hope for them in Los Angeles. Uh, could they go back to San Diego? Perhaps. Perhaps they go to Mexico City if the league is so hell-bent on being international. I don't think London is viable either. The situation with London and uh, Sean Conn holds the rights with Jacksonville. I heard the tax, taxes over there are just impeccable for the players, and the players may not even want to relocate as far as London. That's right, and that, you're absolutely correct, Charlie. Uh, you know, there are higher tax rates there in London, partially to pay for the universal health care system that they enjoy. So, you know, I mean, gosh, I, I just don't see London being a viable alternative. Hey, uh, Professor, it's Pam, um, and I am a writer as well, and I'm very interested in the book that you wrote, how you came up with the idea, and if you were going to, were there any, did you, were, were you able to collaborate any things, were there, was there anything in common that you found with all the players and the team owners that you interviewed? Was there anything in common in terms of success or life lessons? Oh, absolutely, Pam. Uh, you know, look, it, it's What's interesting, it's, it's not rocket science in a way, but, you know, great leadership in business and great leadership in sports will lead to success. And if you look at teams, whether it's the Golden State Warriors, obviously they're having a rocky start this year. But, I mean, Joe Lakeup, when he purchased that team in Golden State, they were nothing. They were, they were the laughing stock, really, for years of the NBA. And because of the leadership structure that was put in place, uh, that helped bring about a, a change in culture. And I mentioned Chris Zimmerman's name earlier. He talks about culture all the time and how when they came in, uh, Mr. Stillman, of course, purchased the Blues, the ownership group there. Uh, it's just the structure and the culture makes such a difference in, uh, in a team winning or losing. So that's some of the common themes that I saw across all these people I spoke with. I guess tonight, Professor Patrick Grish, Washington University Business School. Professor, we're looking at uh, uh, soccer coming to St. Louis, and I know I don't know why they keep delaying with the stadium. Now we hear it's going to be built. Soccer just can't take the place monetarily of the NFL, can it? No, it can't, Charlie. Um, I mean, I think it's wonderful for the community, and certainly, though I've only lived here for 21 years, soccer has a special place. Uh, in the heart of this community. I talked to, to uh, people that have been around a long time, obviously. Uh, but you only have 17 home matches, so you're not playing. Uh, you know, you're, you're, the crowds that you're drawing, most of the fans are going to be local fans. So it just doesn't bring in the same amount of, um, you know, resources and dollars that you would with an NFL franchise. Um, but, again, at the end of the day, I think when we lost, the Rams, we had to do our best to bring uh, events and teams to this region, and I, I'm, I'm really personally excited uh, as a soccer enthusiast, but I also think that this league, Charlie, and and, and the rest of your fine uh, colleagues there in the studio, soccer is the league that is going to see the most growth and the most momentum. It attracts millennials and Gen Zers, and that's the group that companies want to target because they're younger people. Let's latch them on and be lifetime fans and lifetime uh, buyers of our products. Doctor, you were interviewed by CNN recently, back in March, I think, when you said that uh, you commented on women's hockey uh, winning their pay dispute. Tell us about that. Uh, say that one more time, Charlie. I'm sorry. You were talking about the women's uh, hockey uh, hockey team won a pay dispute 
back in March. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and what's interesting there, Charlie, is you know, obviously we've had a couple of these going on, both with hockey and, and then, of course, with the U.S. women's soccer team. But in hockey's case, you know, look, it's a situation where they just wanted to simply be uh, compensated more fairly. Um, you know, for these women, especially on the hockey level, you don't have a women's professional hockey league. So they are obviously uh, much more, uh, you know, interested and dependent upon boosting those resources. And, and they've made great strides. And, and let's see if the U.S. women's soccer team can do the same. I, I think that they will. You know, there's been so much pressure to bear from, uh, you know, the public. Uh, women's hockey team, they have succeeded in getting more pay equity relative to, uh, you know, what, what they felt was warranted. And I think the U.S. women's soccer team is headed down that path as well. We look at some really bad, bad news with the NBA a few weeks ago with LeBron James. How does that affect the economy in China with the dispute they have with the NBA? Well, uh, you know, in terms of the economics of the NBA, uh, it certainly hurt them in the short run. Uh, I would put the NBA's revenue stake in China, Charlie, at somewhere around 5 to 7% of the league's entire revenues. Uh, are tied to revenues from China, mostly the media deals that they have in China. And, uh, you know, certainly what took place is it's a very, you know, sensitive issue. The NBA, by the way, is not the first organization, Charlie, that that has been essentially, uh, you know, dealt with, you know, kind of consequences of speaking out against their Chinese business partners. There have been other companies that have made comments in the past that have seen, uh, you know, short-term uh, financial harm come to their business. But, you know, look, since all that business has happened, we're now talking about LeBron and Anthony Davis and the play of the Lakers. We're talking about the surprising start of the Raptors. We're talking about basketball again. And, uh, you know, that's obviously a, a, a good thing for all parties involved. But I think as we go forward, you know, the league had a very delicate situation on their hands. You know, some people that – that were commenting on this issue, I, I think we're kind of naive. When you're in a business, Charlie, and, and this is true of anybody. In fact, you you and I, Charlie, know that there are people that you, you'll probably work with the Rams in the past, people that you work with in radio in the past, that when you speak out against your your employer's business interests, that's usually not going to go well. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that's part of the issue that came up with Daryl Morey's comments. Um, Dr. Rich, uh, shifting gears here, I was thinking I really would love to hear your opinion about the pay-for-play for, play for um, the student-athletes. Uh, where do you kind of stand with that? Good question. <laughs> we lost him. Yeah, we'll call him back. That was a very, very good What you come up with that question? You, you learn a lot from being on here, don't you? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. He is so interesting. He's I have good, a million yeah. more questions. Well, we got a little time with him. We'll get him back on the air. I, I could hear him drop off. But that pay-for-play, that thing in the NCAA, he'll tell you, but the NCAA, yeah. all of a sudden, now they want to jump in. Okay, we'll agree with you. But now they want to put some stipulations on it. Oh, yeah? They come in with some stipulations, what you can do, what you can't do. Oh, no, 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 There's, no. It's so hard to quantify, I feel like. Mm-hmm. There's so many aspects of it. We will get him back on just a moment. Folks, if you want to get a great book, Dr. Rick is a new, his uh, title at WashU is the Sports and Business Program Director for Washington University. And uh, we're going to try. He wants to come on more. We're going to try to get him on quite a bit. Next time, hopefully, we can have him in the studio. All right, Dr. Rich. Rich, go ahead, uh, Rachel. What was your question? Dr. Rich, I'm not. 
uh, uh, Butterfingers. I hit the wrong button. My bad. Uh, so, <laughs> You're so, human. This is a this is a great topic. Um, name, image, and likeness. I am certainly in favor of this. My hope, however, is that the states continue to apply pressure and follow through with their own legislation in their respective states. There's about eight or nine states currently that are in the process of trying to do something similar to what California did. And the reason I say that is, practically speaking, I want one singular rule, and hopefully the NCAA is the one that comes out with that rule as to how this will play out when it begins in 2021 under their system. The problem is, is that, you know, history has shown us that the NCAA, when it comes to paying athletes, usually needs to be pushed and pressured. And it's only because of the legislation in California that got us to the point that we're at right now. So my hope is if Florida and North Carolina and Michigan and Ohio and these other states continue to pursue their own state legislation, this will hopefully bring pressure to bear. And then the other thought on this is if the NCAA truly wants to bring about change and look like they're trying to do the right thing, let's not just have a committee of athletic directors and team and, and, and school presidents. Let's also have current student athletes, uh, former student athletes, agents to be involved in the discussions because there's going to be a lot of discussions during 2020 about what this is going to look like when it is unveiled in 2021. You just answered part of the question, but okay, let's say, Dr. Patrick Rich, you're in charge of this. The NCAA has contacted you. What are the five top steps you would do to get this thing implemented? Well, number one, as I said, I would definitely put together a steering committee that was varied. I want to also talk about the viability of having a uh, clearinghouse, uh, certainly at the conference level. And Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Most likely even at the school level, where all deals have to go that have to go through that clearinghouse, just like gambling, let's bring it to light. We see states legalizing gambling. Let's go ahead and bring this to the light. And if we're going to allow these student athletes to receive compensation from uh, from corporations and endorsements, let's have this on the books on the up and up. Uh, third thing is we got to make sure that we are respectful of the deals that are already in place with the university or with the athletic department. So we have to make sure that that we are not doing deals that kind of are in conflict with those deals. I know California has talked about that particular element. So there's three off the top. I'd have to think a little bit more deeply, and I'm sure I will over the course of the next several months on this. But I think that's a starter. Um, It's not going to be a perfect system. This isn't one of those topics that's an easy straw man to knock down. Anybody can take shots at this. Oh, well, 
you know, those rules and regulations are too strict. Or someone's going to say, oh, you put in all the rules and regulations you want, there's still going to be people recruiting uh, eighth-grade athletes. You know what? Both arguments are right. But what I like is this new system will at least allow the star athletes, who are really the ones that create all the hullabaloo in the first place in terms of this, this conflict, uh, this controversy, it's really only the star athletes that are causing it. So let the corporations be willing to endorse these athletes and in the process, your star volleyball player, your star softball player, your star field hockey and men's soccer and men's golf, they won't make as much, but at least they can make something, and it's not coming out of the university's budget, and that's what I like about it. You may not be able to answer this question, but have you been contacted by anyone yet? Not yet, no. Uh, and what's interesting, Charlie, is I will be uh, going to New York at the end of the semester, uh, second week of December, Sports Business Journal, which does a wonderful job with their uh, various educational tools. They have a conference in New York City for intercollegiate athletics specifically. So I have, uh, I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of great discussions at that conference, and, and who knows, maybe there'll be some conversations at that time about going forward and providing some guidance. Now, this has been a long time coming, hasn't it? For sure. Um, you know, people have debated whether student-athletes should be paid. And, you know, the, the thing, I, I'm certainly sympathetic to the, 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 the select few student-athletes that generate the revenues that they generate that are the marquee star players. Look at last year, Zion Williamson is the poster child for this. But what I don't like, Charlie, is, you know, if you were to go by student-athlete by student-athlete at every Division One institution in this country, a large percentage of them the cost they're generating the university in terms of the scholarship and so on and so forth is far greater than the revenue they're generating. You look at even SLU basketball here in town. Um, I love SLU, a great Division One athletic program over the years and a great school. But, geez, are you telling me that any of the student-athletes, even the basketball teams, are they really generating enough revenue to justify the tuition and room and board they're receiving? So, for most student-athletes, I would say that the cost that they are costing the university is greater than the revenues they generate. Right. But I still feel that the name, image, and likeness, it was completely unfair for corporations and the NCAA to restrict student-athletes from being able to, to, to <laughs> reap the rewards of that. And I believe that if, again, you put together a good system, now those athletes can reap those rewards. It's not coming out of the university's budget. I still struggle, Charlie. Uh, with, you know, the TV contracts, they're, they're massive. And, you know, the problem is, okay, if you say let's earmark 10% of those TV contracts for the student-athletes. Well, if you give it just to the football and the men's basketball, now you got a problem with Title IX. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a sticky situation uh, and one that that particular piece of it I've never been comfortable with. But name, image, and likeness, I'm very comfortable with. Hey, Professor, it's Pam again. Um, I actually have an MSW from WashU, and I'm wondering, why in the world didn't I take your class? Or you need to come over to the Brown School and do some continuing ed because you sound really fascinating. What is your background? Like, were you a jock? Were you prof- Like, how did this all come about? Because this is a great field. You know what? Um, so the backstory is I grew up uh, very close to, actually, Charlie, you, you'll appreciate this. I was just talking about this today in class. Um, so started the college basketball season, one of the greatest uh, uh, teams of all time. Any gender, any division was the Division Three 
State University of New York, Potsdam State Bears. They had a 60-game winning streak in the mid-'80s. My father actually was a coach of the men's soccer team at the school uh, when they were uh, enjoying their basketball run. So, uh, Pam, to answer your question, my father was actually a high school athletic director who also was a coach and a referee. Believe it or not, he coached Jimmy Beheim when Jimmy Beheim was an eighth grader. And, uh, of course, Jimmy Beheim, the legendary Syracuse coach, my father refereed Rick Carlisle hmm. in high school basketball. And, of course, Rick Carlisle is now the, uh, the head coach for the Dallas Mavericks. So that was kind of my upbringing. I played high school soccer, um, tried to play collegiate soccer. It didn't go so well, but it was at least had a great experience down in Charlotte. And when I was at Charlotte for college, uh, my junior year, I was exposed to an economics of sports class. Um, really, you know, really enjoyed the class, kind of fell in love with the topic. When I went to grad school uh, in uh, southern New York State, Binghamton, New York, I did my Ph.D. on sports betting lines and how they were similar to stock prices. And uh, that, that oh, kind of led to, uh, but, but, you know, another person that was a huge impact on my career, i got to mention, because I actually recently saw him, my alma mater, Charlotte, just recently added Division One football. And they're, they're one game, one win away from bowl eligibility this year, so that's kind of exciting. But... Uh, the gentleman I went to the game with a few weeks ago was one of my former professors, and he was the one that did a lot of economic impact analyses for, you know, back in the 80s. Was it viable to bring a basketball team to Charlotte, which eventually they got the Hornets? Was it viable to bring a football team to the Carolinas? And eventually they got the Carolina Panthers. So uh, I kind of learned a lot from him, and that plus the class that I took from another colleague, um, all these things kind of influenced my interest, but my passion for sports, uh, Pam, really came from, as for many people as a kid, you know, you, my father instilled it in me and my older brothers played sports and, and I played sports. So What a great uh, story. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still going to write your name down to come over and do some CEUs over at Brown School, okay? Uh, please do. <laughs> I uh, will. Yeah, you can find me very easily. Okay. Doctor, one more uh, quick question. This yeah. is one of those college radio questions. Of all the people, the sports stars you've covered – Sports teams, when has been, who has been the, the t- number one sports star you ever co- covered and the number one sports team you've covered in your career? I know it's tough well, to I answer. Would say, I, I would say that the person that I uh, have really enjoyed spending some time with, I've had a chance to interview him on a couple of occasions, Charlie, is uh, is Joe Lacob, the owner of the Golden State Warriors. Hmm. I really, um, I just really uh, respect what he has been able to accomplish and that respect has become even more, uh, you know, deepened by this new facility that they built in downtown San Francisco, which is really kind of a historic facility, um, uh, the Chase Center. It is, if when, when you get a chance to go out there, any of you, you, you need to, because it's just a, a dynamic facility that even if the basketball team doesn't reach the same lofty heights that they had the last uh, several years, it's a great place for events and concerts. Um, they really checked off all things. And I have to say, again, I mentioned his name earlier, but when you talk about a character guy, uh, Chris Zimmerman you know, personifies character. And I just have enjoyed you know, really you know, becoming a friend of his, and, and he has been a friend of Washington University, coming and speaking on multiple occasions at school. Um, another person I met, I, I'm sorry, taking all this time, but another That's okay. person, I know, I know we're at the top of the hour, but That's another right. person that I met that uh, is really fascinating, very fortunate to connect with him, and a real go-getter is the team president for the Milwaukee Bucks. His name is Peter Fagan, 
Um, Peter is a longtime uh, financier working in New York City. He still is based in New York, but uh, he's team president for the Bucks and so flies into Milwaukee quite a bit. And again, just the way that they have managed their brand, the way that they, again, built the facility and building their team brand around facility, community. Uh, you know, I'm very fortunate, Charlie. Uh, I, I work in a world where, uh, especially in the last five years, I've just met so many people that, uh, you know, you just respect as business people and then what they've done and apply to the sports industry. Doctor, tell us about the book. They shoot, they score. Tell us where, what it's about and where you can uh, get that book. Yeah, so easiest thing to remember is if they go to patrickrish.com, patrickrish.com, uh, you'll see if you scroll down uh, the cover page of the book. And again, it's a compilation of 50 interviews I did last year with people spanning all different walks of the sports industry, from owners to team executives to people that work in sports analytics, people work in sport marketing. If you want to learn more about the business of sports, it's the place to go. I always tell people, for years, I said sports is about business first, and on the field or the court is second. And I'm, I'm glad you got the book. And we'll, uh, matter of fact, Rachel is going to get the book tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I would really. We're like all going to get it. the book. Yes, I yes, would love to really, read it too. Really great to talk to all of you. And next time, when it's not snowing, I'll come over there in studio. All right, that would be great, Dr. Patrick. Thank you very much, and appreciate you coming on with us tonight. Thank you. All right, Dr. Patrick Rich, Professor. Wash you, sports business. What Look an interesting field. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's well, he's been on every mm-hmm. panel from MSNBC, Fox News, CNN. I love his perspective though because he's not he's coming at it from additionally from sports. He's coming in from an economic point of view, a professor point of view. Got to. St. Louis. Mm-hmm. It's like a so whole sports. entire perspective. He's so fat. I could like listen to him for hours. Well, yeah, we'll get him in the studio next. And uh, matter of fact, on a Monday night, please. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> only problem is, once again, you can't help too many people ask some questions. That's Rachel and I will just sit here and listen, Thank right, you. Rachel? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Come All on, right. our questions. Hey, by the way, our questions were so, really good. Yeah, but you can't help too many people asking questions. So just Rachel and I will ask him then. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we won't let Tom ask questions that night. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 but he's very good. It's a change of pace to really actually have people like that. When Joe started with me at this radio station, I told Joe, first thing I told you was what? Read. Got to read. Got to read. Then I said the most dangerous black man in America is what? One with a library card. (laughs) He's a smart SOB. Hmm. And sports is about people always wanting about wins and losses, how many people. Mm -hmm. It's a Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's why I found this really fascinating. Like, this book is probably really, really good. You can lose and still have business. Absolutely. But you can be the... uh, that that is why, like the Antonio Browns of the world, or some other people that are not good, they always will find a job because what they can make the team money. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what you were sort of talking about name right. recognition, right? Name recognition, like Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, he still got mm. about twelve teams want him. Right you know now. how many cameras will be there as soon as <laughs> right. he walks into the so room? Yes. <laughs> they want him. If he wasn't anything, they would do anything. They wouldn't even be him. talking about him. Who was the football player that beat up his wife, drug off the elevator? Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Okay, tell me about Ray Rice. Ray Rice's career was at the bitter end. Mm-hmm. It was going down. Now, if Ray Rice was a second-year or third-year rookie, guess what? He would have had a job Absolutely. by now. There's only one player that the owners that said he cost them money, and this is where racism comes mm-hmm. out of sports. That's Cap- Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. And I was going, he wanted to talk mm-hmm. about that. That was the only question I had left to ask him. Colin Kaepernick is the only one that the white owners would know. He cost us money. <laughs> and they found and they Papa him in John a line two years ago, right? Thing. I would love to hear him talk about that. Papa John came in, well, two years ago, so they lost the money thing. for pizza. Mm. And found out he was lying. How interesting and lucky we are at WashU that we have somebody like this. I mean, whoever's going to his classes, they are really fortunate. All right. How about that? <laughs> Do you enjoy Rachel? What's this? What is this? Something just came yeah. over the CBS wire um, about two tennis pros. What happened? Over the weekend, it was um, a lower-tier professional tournament. It was uh, United States African-American player versus the Canadian white player. And at the end of Male the... Male or female? Oh, both female. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the match, the Canadian won the match, went to shake hands, and was very aggressive with her opponent and kind of, like, pushed her a little bit. And... Um, the American player kind of re- retaliated the and got, she she, Man, she can't play around. <laughs> she got um upset about it and the umpire came down and separated them and the uh, American player's coach ran onto the court and was just kind of yelling um different things about how it's harder for them and that the Canadian player should be disqualified but mm. of course they didn't disqualify her um I think they should certainly look into it. Some Serena and Venus have been up against for years, mm-hmm. right? Similar situation. I remember the one time when they first started playing and a bead came so. loose. Remember on the court? You're probably too young to remember. Oh, I used to wear a Venus oh, and yeah, I used yeah, to wear yeah. the beads and the beads came off the ran on the court and they people got angry with them. No, I heard Or they were that. grunting. Or they when they grunting, grunting, they were saying they, they were, were grunting, grunting too loud, too loud mm-hmm. and all this. Sheriff was well, way worse. What um this weekend was oh, yeah. when the person so did like this like she had won so why did she why was she aggressive? I I don't know. That's so I odd. I think it was a long match and emotions got the best of it. Uh-huh. That's too bad. All right, we're going to take a top of the hour time out. Your girls having fun tonight? Yes, of course. Having fun? Every, Every Monday night. night. <laughs> Miss Tutu, you having fun? Oh, <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> uh, that's not uh, my nickname. <laughs> Good radio can, name, though. I can make her so angry. I'll make her angry. I Please can know what she's angry. She gets up and just walked out of the studio. I can rock. I, I literally picture it, but I never do. I can, Joe knows, I can make Easy. everyone on this show angry and tell you I'm going to make you angry in about 20 seconds. Tom is the worst. <laughs> Tom's I easy, easy, easy target. Easy target. I can make is this something you're, you're proud of? 
Yeah. Should we yeah, should we talk more about this? Nice. Yes, I am. Should we talk Get more about this? Chest. Yes. <laughs> I think we should talk <laughs> more about good, this. That's a good announcer that can do that can pull that chain mm. like that. I'm serious. Mm. I know. Oh, it takes a rare inciting treat to emotion. Do that. But you inciting emotion, mm. why does it have to be negative? You know who else does that? That's not negative, that's good. <laughs> but you're saying you're making people angry. That's negative. Make, it's not always negative. No, What's I, the word for it? Are you, you trying to elicit discussion? You know how to pluck the right string. Right. Which is good. <laughs> as long as it's not always negative. If if someone gets if you're trying to do it to make somebody angry, that's a negative thing. If you're doing it to elicit really interesting discussion and get that, both points both. of view, it's both. Okay, it's both. I can do both. We should talk which more I, about that. We should talk more about so that. Pleasant. My my hourly rates are very. You're so pleasant. <laughs> oh yeah, you like that? Don't you? <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorites. Set you up. See, you can set people up before you let them down. Okay. That sounds very like, manipulative. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh my dog, my my, my ex wife told my daughter this. Uh-oh. We listen to KFNS fans five ninety. Max wife told my daughter, who's a doctor, this several years ago. She said, "You're just like your dad. You're very manipulative. You can do it to anyone." I, my oldest daughter is better than me. I think it's a trait. Yes, it's a trait. It's also learned. It's a learned behavior as well. Right, de- right, right. Depending on what you get out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I just think, I think people are so fun. That's why I still have a trait every week. I must meet somebody new. What oh, a great that's, idea. That's, that's I do a that positive thing. Since that's I've been very positive. Young, <laughs> that's no, you don't I make do them angry. I meet, I meet a new person every week. If I have to walk up to a stranger and meet them, I do it. So do you just set your goals every week and you find somebody? Do you keep track of these people? Sometimes you do, and sometimes these people have come back to be business associates and, and smart and, and make you give you that advertising. Is, that is money. really smart. And then they come out to be advertising people. You become especially you in St. Louis, yeah, a small town. See how he changed that from <laughs> yeah. that to that. See, I'm good We're at on it. To you. We'll take a top of down time out. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to the show. This portion brought to you by Cafe Napoli 1 and Cafe Napoli 2. I know both of the ladies here like both Cafe Napoli. I had to take both of you girls to dinner one night. Mm-hmm. Just hang yeah. out with me. So you, haven't, so you haven't hung out with me. What a good idea. Been with me for more than that. Yeah, get that out. <laughs> I want you to Let's do we that. We want to get you some stuff for your... Yeah, we want you to come in here. Ears falling out off. Lips big as mine. You don't want that to happen to you. All right. We also brought to you by Subtrop. BMW of West St. Louis. We'll be at Snooks St. Charles Rock Road, 11253 St. Charles Rock Road this coming Thursday night. And I think I, if I call them and remember to call them 
one of the blues ex players will be there with us. And wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Tony Twist, sir. Tony Twist. I did something that somebody else was coming to and I forgot. Oh well, that's happening when you get over 32. You don't know what to do. Also, this portion brought to you by Delmar Gardens. If you want to take a tour of the facilities, one. 636-733-7000. You know, of course, I tell people, in about 25 years, I will be living in one of the fine suites there at Delmar Gardens. All the old ladies will be liking me, won't they? I'm oh, sure they will be. They'll be like, give me that. Come the Freaky things go down. Yeah, okay. You can do a radio show from there. Yeah, how you doing, Annabelle? All right, baby. All right, let's go. Go ahead, baby Oh. <laughs> Well, good evening, everybody. Ladies, uh, how are you doing? Well, how are you? Hey, I woke up this morning. I can't complain about that at all. Good answer. Yeah, you know, I gotta gotta get it off my chest, of course. This is get off your chest Monday, yeah. Get it off. You know, with this with the snow in the area, <laughs> these weather people on on television. First of all, why do you even use the word storm? <laughs> This is not a storm. We probably got less than two mm-hmm. less than two inches of snow, and you know they dramatize everything. And you, and you notice when they actually get the forecast right, they spend the rest of the week running pro, promos about the prediction that they made. Yeah. You basically you basically <laughs> yourself on the back for doing your damn job. Well, here's the thing: it's not a science. No, it's not. <laughs> right? It's, it's not a science. They make it out to be. No, it's not a science. And I and you know what? No, I agree with you. With the, all the drama this morning from like oh, five thirty on, don't go out. Don't go out if you don't have to. And the roads <laughs> really they didn't get bad till after ten thirty. People could have been out and about. Yeah, and the thing about did did you get the one guy sometimes they had his sleeves rolled up and everything, <laughs> you know, like they, you know, like like they're really doing something. <laughs> but you know what? See, I couldn't be a weatherman because you know what I do every day? I get on TV and say there's a 50% chance of rain. I would never be wrong. And people would like you. <laughs> the worst weather forecasters are the ones when it's raining or it's flood, they stand in the middle of the water. Yeah, right. On the umbrella, but in deep, knee deep in water. Or the guys in the hurricane where there's like this major storm and they're evacuating the islands and those people are still standing there. Oh, you know, so and, and, and you know what they say? They stand in the hurricane, the wind's about. Eight ninety miles an hour. If you don't need to be out, you shouldn't shouldn't be out. Then why the hell are you out there? <laughs> it blew Al Roker over one day. On I saw that. Way. I remember that. It blew him I don't over. remember that. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. And to, to, I know you're not on Facebook, but no, there's a there's a, a they say video of this weather lady. <laughs> She's in a storm. Yeah, She's one of these storms. It's about winds about fifty sixty miles an hour. All of a sudden, this stop sign flies by and hits her right <laughs> on the head on live television. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. It's it's kind of scary, really. I guess she was okay, but uh, they, I, I had I had to get uh, get off my chest about these weather folks because okay. now you'll you, you'll see, and I tell you, let's, I won't I won't say the uh, number of the station. Let's just say the storm mode people. They are the worst. <laughs> you know, they they got a car driving around and then. then they, He's driving around. It's not snowing. Well, we're headed into a, we're headed into a, uh, into the snow. You know, when you get there, let us know. Right down the street, the road is dry, and you're talking about what may happen. Okay, it's it, it's it's ridiculous. Take care of people. Oh, uh, and Doctor Rich is one of the Doctor Rich is one of the best. 
Oh, you know, he, thank you, baby. Oh. You know, I mean, he used to hold a sports symposium. This was, this, this was 15, 15 years. He was at Western, at Western University in Indiana. That's so right. He's been in this business a long time, and he has always been one of my favorites. Whenever I hear his name, I always have to make sure I listen because he's busting this on radio. Thanks for having him on. Take All care, right. guys. Thank you very much. We'll get a lot of people like to do that. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the University of Missouri's football uh, team. You only want to talk uh, about Mizzou when uh, they have uh, a bad luck. Well, when do they have a good win? Well, yeah, when do they have a good win? They have had a good win. When do they have a good win? When the game's at home. Against who? Against who? South Carolina. You played a little South Carolina. South Carolina just was Appalachian State. You play a bunch of nuns, you beat them up, and then rah, rah. Oh, my goodness. Mizzou. <laughs> they walked out on the field Saturday. I know they were away in Georgia and they didn't have the quarterback, mm-hmm. but people have been complaining yeah. about him. It's not his fault. When I didn't see Kevin Ryan, I oh. knew it was over. Then they walked out on the field, you <laughs> know, they, they, they knew it. You just know. And they looked like no little athletes. children they on did. the field. They did. They really did. Like no athletes. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something in sports. <sighs> Pam, and you know this too. It's rough out there. Joe. The team that has the. <laughs> The team that has the playmakers exactly. win. Yeah. The team that has uh-huh. the most pros. And uh, granted, Mizzou is doing well. Georgia, had a, sending people to Georgia the pros. had a fr- true freshman out there that was more athletic than half our team. Over yeah. half our team. No. Pickett, it got, he was killing us. It was, it was bad. And Swift to running true back. Freshman. Yeah. Yes. True, true freshman. True freshman. <laughs> Looking better than half our team. It's just. But we, put, we still have. People, the media in this town, uh, nothing. We got into it Friday on Frank show about it. The media in this town, everybody should wear a cheerleader outfit, <laughs> pom poms, rah rah rah, Mizzou. I mean, come it's on, ridiculous. man. Why don't you? If they look bad, just tell it. Everybody wants to I make excuses. Did they look good to you, sir? No. Did you see the game? No. Yeah, Why a little say bit. something about it. Because I don't like talking about them when they look so bad. I. They've been doing horribly on the road. Uh, I think changes need to be made with the team. Big changes, at least by the end of the season. Um, Hold your head up. I'm talking down on the mic. No. <laughs> well, it's, it's, that, it's, it's a that depressing topic. depressing I actually was, uh, I really thought that they were going to have a chance against Georgia, so I was disappointed. Um, you but, were? I thought they would have a chance against Georgia if what, we would have had. To make it to the game on time. <laughs> if, if we would have had our quarterback, I thought we would have a good chance. If my aunt was a man, she'd you, beat my uh, uncle. Your favorite, <laughs> I, and I still don't get that enough. term. But if my aunt was a man, she'd be my uncle. Okay. Right, so yeah. Okay. You get it. I think I'm not sure the correlation. Thinking but okay. too hard. See, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Everybody else gets it. I get it. Well, you get I, it. I get it. Unless, if, it's, unless it's Caitlyn Jenner, I get if it. If my aunt was named Adam, <laughs> she'd be my uncle. I understand Kendall that part. <laughs> but go ahead, then it'd be more confusing. Yeah, it'd be extreme. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was pretty much finished. It's a sad topic. And, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Attendance is down, too. That's not good. Now, they got a game at 11 o'clock this coming Saturday against another, another ranked team, Florida. Whom they've Florida's done been well. playing well. Yeah, they, actually, they've they, done well against they Florida. They always do pretty well against Florida, I think, hmm. shockingly. So do you think they're going to beat I, Florida? I do. It's a home game, right? It's a home game? Yeah. I think, I, okay. I I think, just I, you know what? I remember looking early on. I was like, it's going to be Georgia, then Florida, then we're going to get a little moment, momentum, take it to the end of the season. So I think that it is looking good against Florida. If our quarterback can play, do you know the status of him? 
Not yet. No, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. If he I don't can think they're going to win either. They've the past, I think, three out of four seasons. They always twice beat, they Florida. beat Florida. It's like so random to me. It, on the road, they beat Florida. Yeah, what is, but the, what the is Florida, it? Just the matchup? No, no, no. This is what it is. All right. For the past two years, Florida's been down. And, they've been, yeah. and two years ago, they were in. Most of their key players were injured. Mm. This year is a very, very strong Florida team. No, and they just got done me. playing Vanderbilt, do, we lost to. Do like Eddie Murphy told Stevie Wonder. If you want to impress me, Stevie Wonder, drive a car. Mizzou, if you want to impress me, beat Florida. That'll say very on your job. Task, it's a hot task. <laughs> I'm going to keep my hopes up for it. Mm-hmm. Not counting them out just yet. Well, you went to school there. I, I can did. understand I your sentiment. Yeah. I can understand your sentiment. Did you did you hang out with the football <laughs> team when you were there? You know, all the athletes kind of did hang out together at Mizzou. Mm-hmm. So. That's pretty say, cool. Who's better right now, Mizzou football or Illinois football? Do not. I'm just saying, Illinois is a game away from being bowl eligible. <laughs> well, hold on a minute. Two, three. Is it a three-game win streak? <laughs> Illinois beat Bobby Smith may keep his job. <laughs> they beat Wisconsin. Yes, they did. M- Mizzou has beat lost the teams. Well, let's put it like this: Illinois has beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Mizzou has not. You don't lose to Wyoming. Exactly. You don't use the Kentucky back-to-back years. You just don't do that. You say Illinois is better than Mizzou. Right now, I would. Oh, my goodness. I, I literally can't. Right now? Right now. They're about the same, maybe. But Illinois has beat the teams that they were supposed mm-hmm. to beat. Illinois, Mizzou has not. We've beat a, Have we beaten a couple that we shouldn't have beaten? No. No. Uh, not yet. No, no, not no, no. Not <laughs> this weekend. Not this network, you have No, you have not. They need a board of work football game. We needed a, when they played the first game they lost, was it Wyoming? <laughs> when Wyoming trotted out that quarterback, that, boy, that brother, yeah, I said, it's over. It's, it's over. Defense, <laughs> it's over. Defense can't stop anybody. <laughs> it's bad. It's over. If you see a running quarterback against Mizzou, against anybody, it's over. So they may have a chance against Florida. Okay. No. Games at Mizzou. <laughs> Are you going? It's 11 o'clock no, in the morning. The TV gone. Won't go. I don't have Ooh, 11 a.m. Though may give them a chance. All right. What's get it off? You got anything that's bothering you this week at all? Get it off your chest. Well, I would like to give a shout out in the passport saga. Oh, you did get that fixed. So what happened was I Not had a con. I had to contact the congressman's office and I um, Jane Wagner and Wagner. Sorry, and then I contacted Josh Holly's office and um, Holly's office. Sean, Sean, I love you and owe you. He actually hung in there till the very end, talked to the passport people, and they told him exactly what to do. He sent him my paperwork. After I had to go to court, get a whole other thing of my divorce papers, which I already had sent because I checked, and Sean was able to actually send them, and my passport arrived on Saturday. You know, next year is election year. Sean, in, in Josh Holly's office, without him, I would still not have a passport, mm-hmm. for real. And all my stuff came back, and I had sent all the right stuff. So somebody in the passport office, hello, was not looking at the right thing. But think about how frustrating that is, like when you're working with the government office and they just keep saying, nope, 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 So you got to have a passport down to travel anywhere, correct? Well, I have a passport. I was just trying to change my name. Mm -hmm. And I didn't literally, if you don't, after you have a passport for all these years and all of a sudden you don't have one, it's scary. Like I couldn't leave the country. And that really bothered me. Even though I love this country, it just really bothered me that I could not get my passport and they wouldn't call me. And when they did, they told me the wrong information. And finally, I mean, this guy in um, Senator Holly's office was amazing, incredible. Without him, I would not have a passport. Do you have a passport, Rachel? I do. And that's, I'm going to need that tomorrow. 
Because don't you have to have... You have to have a travel starting, in the United uh, States I think starting next, 2020? Starting next year, if you're oh, from okay, Missouri, okay, okay, you're the... State driver's license won't be a valid ID. But then you need that, that, like, all ID thing yeah. with the yellow star. Exactly. So you have to get well, a new ID or you have to have your passport. You can still take So you get a passport. Yeah. So I got to get another passport. Uh, or get a brand new driver's license. With the star with on the it. With the star on it, and, you, yes. and I read that pamphlet today. Mm-hmm. You should see what you have to bring in to prove who you are. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty it's like wild. <laughs> can you send really? that? Um, it, someone gave it to me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's like a little pamphlet. You have to, like, bring in all of these different things, you know, Social Security card, driver's license, um, a canceled check, I think, mm. um, where you live. I mean, a million different yeah. things to prove who, who has, you man? are. Who has canceled checks? Right? <laughs> <laughs> who the hell knows? No, it's, a good it's like crazy. But, you know, that is an interesting point. I, I am not so comfortable walking around the world with my passport unless I need to mm-hmm. for just that reason. Because if you lose it, think about how I've been dealing with this for four months. Just a name change. Can you imagine if you lose your passport? What mm-hmm. that would take? Forget it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think I mean all the time that was spent on there. I mean all the time that Senator Holly's office had to spend. Think about all the money just because somebody didn't like something they saw in that packet and didn't call me back. Mm. Just La- laziness is in part of that too. Sometimes I don't know, but and thank you, Sean. Here next year. Don't forget the elections and the Republicans need everybody. Joe, you think so? Your... Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're both Republicans, yeah. I believe. Also, I have to say, did you guys see that story about the Apple credit card? How that um, how it's sexist? Apparently. How it's so and they admitted that it was. So men can get it, and they get like five times the credit line um, than a female, and they could be married with the same assets, same everything, same report. And somebody, she said, she literally could not book an airline ticket for her multi-million dollar husband because she couldn't get the credit line on the Apple well, card. It's like that That's for crazy. everything to women, I believe. You got to go through but they, that. But right. Apple actually Apple said, said, Apple said, said yeah. you're right. It's it very hard. sexist, and this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Joe, like black anything on your mind? <laughs> <laughs> anything been bugging you, Joe? Uh, mostly, I would probably say the weather and people who don't believe in global warming. Because yesterday, <laughs> I was literally outside barbecuing, and, and all I had on was a light jacket. Mm-hmm. And then today, it's 27 degrees outside and snowing. But no one wants to believe in global warming. That's what really bugs me because you can literally just see it with your own eyes. You don't need a scientist to give you all these examples of why it's global warming. I ask older people all the time, do you remember when it used to be blizzards in Missouri? I've mm-hmm. never been in a blizzard in my entire life in Missouri. But people talk about the blizzards in the 80s. Oh, yeah, the, 80, a, the blizzard what? of 1980. Thanksgiving 1980. It was a major blizzard. And now it barely snows that much in Missouri. It was so much snow that it was up to the door. I had a Jeep then up to the door of the Jeep. I couldn't get in my car. Crazy. And you couldn't, couldn't go anywhere. The whole city shut down for like three days mm-hmm. in 19, November that's, yeah. 1980. That's the kind of snow I So, Joe, what are you going to do? We're, we're going to charge you with this. What are you going to do about global warming? I mean, I can't really do anything about it. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> There's way too many people out there. What are you going to do? There's, I, I recycle. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's good enough, mm. right? I recycle. There's not, I think it's, it's too far gone. No, don't say that. It's too far gone. You have to think of something. I got nothing. You're recycling. (laughs) I'm very proud of you for doing that. That's all I got. Recycle. Princess, what you have? What do you got, Princess? You know I'm unbothered. (laughs) Don't really have anything ever to get off my chest. Mm -hmm. I love cold weather. I love the snow, so I'm good there. Um, You know, we were talking about, I'm big on Instagram. I have a big Instagram platform, and they're making some changes to the Instagram app where they're apparently going to stop showing the amount of likes you get. And um, for people like me who get a lot of kind of, you know, 
business um, opportunities through Instagram, it's it might affect, you know, I'm not sure how it, it's going to, but it's certainly not ideal. So just kind of seeing, um, you know, just... Just hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I guess it's like a little bit irritating. If what you're is, a social wait, media but, influencer, you're going to lose money because yeah, they exactly. can't track who's liking what you're Unless seeing. like you give pictures of your analytics or something. No, no, That's no, all no, I can no. see. That's so people see how many likes you have and that influences them. <laughs> yeah. Why? So that's like my deal with. Think about um, it. If someone says, "Hey, do us a thirty-second video about our product," and then they see that you have you get, fifty thousand people saw this, yeah. they're gonna pay you more for that. Oh, yeah. But and now, if you don't have those I've likes, gotten, like quite a few yeah. deals. But now you, they can't see how many likes you have. They're taking that away. So it's mm-hmm. gonna take away a lot of money from people. And what is the theory? Why are why is that happening? They no said that it's um. A, this is what I've heard that it's going to take pressure off people with the app and young kids who deal with stress and um, I guess trying to fit in and make sure they're good enough with all the likes they get or something. So why isn't there a business Instagram, which is different than that other part? There is businesses. That's what my mm-hmm. account is, a business. And it's still, they're still going to do the same thing? Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. It's just, so I, I hope they don't stick with it. Um, apparently they've done it in other countries and I guess it's been successful. That's why That's they're bringing it here. That. Um, yeah, like Canada and Australia, but whatever. It's well, we'll see. I got two things that's bugging me. Hmm. One is people. <laughs> just people in general. That's every day. Just people yeah, in I, general. I can, I can complain dogs, about that every day. Drive with dogs in their hands. Oh, while I they can't drive see in their lap. Or <laughs> and men do it. That are hanging out. That are hanging out. Hanging out yeah, the window, oh, right? I hate that. I love dogs too, but you're not sitting I on my lap. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But I think my. The worst thing, and I'm, you're going to see it more now, men, you do it, and I think it. Because I don't, I don't wear shorts. I think men look feminine in shorts, unless you're working what out. What kind I'm of saying, shorts? Any kind. Like, mm. if you're working out, that's, I don't, we'll talk about that when Joe gets back. But I don't, I don't <laughs> wear shorts. And I've said, told so that to people. Joe, do you wear shorts? No. I, no. I wear, like, gym shorts if I'm going to work out or something. I don't know any but of that's about it. No. That are black that wear shorts. No, it could be 105 <gasps> degrees outside. And we don't wear shorts. have jeans on. Men with shorts on look feminine as can be. Uh, I'm serious. The what knees if they have great legs, though? <laughs> now, if you work out, I understand. Yeah, that's different. I don't look at nobody's legs. Oh, what if they have great legs and, I don't know, I don't some kind of... I think some legs. guys in shorts no are awfully legs. attractive. I don't look at no man's legs. What's wrong with you? I'm looking at them. But the most feminine thing a man does, the most feminine thing a man does nowadays when it's cold is wears a scarf. That is so feminine. <laughs> that is so feminine, man. I am totally getting you a scarf for Christmas. Oh, no. I would never wear it. You wear a scarf? It, no, I've never worn a scarf. No, Ever? It, it, is so it helps with global warming. <laughs> Men that wear scarves is so feminine. Oh, my God. You look like a woman. Ugh. Oh, my. What's wrong? It's it's okay if you wear a scarf. What about turtle? Guy. What about turtle? Oh, you That's got one so right judgmental, right? Like wear a scarf, wear shorts. Everyone needs to be free. 
That yeah, is so like, okay, there, to be fair, there are certain things that, like, might, you know, make you feel a certain way. Like, I don't like when guys take selfies. I'm always like, ew. Mm. Then that might be your thing with a scarf with a guy. Just by themselves or with other people? Uh, by themselves. Oh, yeah, that's weird. No, no, do me a favor. Next time you see a man with a scarf on, just take a good Stop. look at it. <laughs> next time you see a man, next time you see a man with a cup of soda sucking on a straw. <laughs> Let me tell you how that looks. Right? That looks yes, so Wait, and you know what else is kind that of you know what feminine. else is kind of effeminate? You know those keen water shoes where they're like oh, they've got yeah. the to- men in those. Oh come on, people! I like know. you have got to grow up. Those are gross. But watch a man suck on a straw. <laughs> he is so feminine looking. Oh no, if you're a man, you get a shake. You can't use a straw. No, no you can't use a straw. Gotta use a spoon. Even at Crown Candy. Yeah. Oh, you can't put your lips. Oh my God! I've never even thought about oh, any no, of this. No. We're thinking, of, we're thinking bigger thoughts. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. Hello, oh, Jeff. Hey, guys. What's up? How you doing? <laughs> hey. Hey, um, I did not realize you were talking to me. <laughs> hey. Uh, are you wearing a scarf? Uh, I just, um, I, this has nothing to do with what you guys are talking no, you're about. Well, go ahead. The, yeah, so um, as far as the Chargers story last week and everything, um, I'm not trying to have you tell me your whole opinion on everything. I have a specific question. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember which which personality on that station it was, but somebody uh, brought up the suggestion that Dave Stewart should be approached, maybe because of his he would be a good candidate and all of that, maybe be one of the people that helps buy the Chargers if it comes to that point. But how do you think uh, his business partner Jim Cavanaugh would feel when he's trying to get his soccer team? up and running and build a fan base for a soccer team and all of a sudden now we're gonna have a football team again because of you like i would be like hold on man like i mean don't you think that that dave dave stewart would be sensitive to kavanaugh's wishes as a as the owner of the soccer team if it was if that was going to cause trouble for him trying to enter the market with the soccer team then i mean do you see what i'm saying like well let's say this it would be kind of like they would be all of a sudden, they would be like adversaries of each other. Dave Stewart yeah. is one of the richest men in America. Yeah. Maybe the richest man in St. Louis. And first of all, he doesn't have a partner, okay? He runs that. He's the sole owner of that. Uh, the NFL, first of all, probably will, will not come to town, all right? You can forget about that now. People are saying it's well, rumor. That's rumor. Well, it course. may take the place because of the lawsuit. I don't believe it until I see it, although all things are possible. Well, I mean, the, the lawyers were supposed to keep everything under wraps mm-hmm. for Kroenke, and now that ship has sailed. And so mm-hmm. what do you guys, are you think they're going to just, like, turn over all of their – you just think they're going to, like, let the trial go on? I mean, I, I don't me, know. That's more, far, that's more far-fetched than us getting the Chargers, yeah. in my opinion. Well – I got three good contacts on this. So I'm going to keep it. I'm, I got a Christmas party invitation yeah. Friday from one of the guys involved with this and spoke to him today. This lawsuit with the Rams has been kept quiet. In the general public, there's not one person generally with the general public that knows what's really going, going on with this. Of course not. No, we, course we just not. don't know it. And I don't think, uh, no, I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. St. Louis, let me tell you what. St. Louis is 22nd 
on TV, cable money. We're considered a mid-level city. Could we? We don't. Can we afford another uh, professional team? Yeah, we yeah, could. We I'd rather have the NFL than have hockey. I mean soccer. Yeah, I agree. I'd rather have that. But we name me two mid name me two mid level teams in the United States of America in the past forty years that have lost two professional football teams. You can't name them. Now, now you say St. Louis is mid level. Yes, it my is. Definition, I, by definition, I agree with you. But every mid level ain't the same. I mean, if mid level is twenty to forty, we're like almost the biggest mid level there is. We're a lot No, to no, we're not. No, we're not. Twenty. Well, people used we're to compare us. Wait a minute. People used to compare us to Nashville and to Indianapolis. No, not which one close. is? We're not even close. We're not even close to Indianapolis. Nowhere near. Where's Indianapolis at? Okay, go ahead. Where's Indianapolis? What's their rank? They're higher than St. Louis now. <laughs> Plus, they got a new stadium talking, built, too. They kept their football I'm team. Talking about, I'm talking about media market size. I'm not talking about any of that other stuff. Media market size, they're ahead of us. Matter of fact, Nashville has gotten even better, yeah, bigger yeah, than we yeah. are. I, I wasn't talking about Nashville. But, but you I'm said mid-level, like, didn't you? You I'm said mid-level. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is we don't know. You're right. We there's people that know stuff, and it doesn't come out till after it's all over. But, but if there is another, uh, if there is another trick up the sleeve to keep this this uh, trial from going public, uh, time run time's running out. So it's gonna either happen soon, or they're gonna have to turn their cards over. So, I mean, I don't know what their next move is to to avoid discovery. But I don't, I mean, the Supreme Court, that's out. So, I mean, after the Supreme Court, there ain't nowhere else to go. So, I don't exactly know what these people that know stuff can even know at this point if okay. there are no more. Right. What, more re, what more recourse does Stan have to avoid the trial? I don't know, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm not at a level to even talk about that. But thanks for calling. Okay. All right, thanks, well, Jeff, for calling. This is government stuff. Well, okay. Do you think the Supreme Court is going to get involved with the St. Louis Rams football team? They already they already ruled. They're already out of it. They said we are not. They said we're not. I know. No, they're they're not, this they this is small potato stuff. They're not going to get with that. Involved with Cronky's the one that went to them and asked them to get involved, not St. Louis. Oh, you Cronky should... asked the Supreme Court. Mm. He asked the Supreme Court. Okay. To okay. overrule the judgment that arbitration is not going to happen. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jeff, for calling. Sorry, running. We got to get you another call because we're almost out of time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Stan Kroenke went to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard that? I ain't never heard but that. But the Supreme Court is worrying about other things, yeah, that, such as women's rights, Roe versus Wade. Plus, impeachment may come to them also, too. Go ahead, John. Yeah, I want to ask you, uh, the, the, the ladies there are. Uh, Okay, if they put an NFL team there in that area, wherever they're going to put it, is that going to attract more female viewers? <laughs> like you were talking about, like you like men and short. Is that going to be more female attendance than men attending? Because I don't know a lot of guys that are going to watch soccer. Or I like your your contemporary there, uh, Charlie Tuna. He wants the action, and I don't know. I don't see him going to going to like you know eight NFL games. You know, but I'm just how saying, do you know what I got? Hold on, wait a minute. What a great how question. Do you know, how do you know what I'm going to do? 
Do you know me that you well? Do you? Shut up. Don't, don't, like don't tell me what to say. You call me. Don't tell me what to say. Don't tell me what to say, okay? You call me. I didn't call you. All right? You don't know what I'm going to do. All right? You don't know what I'm going to do. What a great question. I think that, wouldn't that be funny? If the whole stadium was yeah. filled with just women? No. Okay, here's the <laughs> thing. Well, how, come, how stupid is this question? I know. <laughs> it's just I think it's dumb. funny. <laughs> it's funny. It is. What does it matter who goes to the games, man? It's a good point. No, it's an interesting saying, point. No, but I think it's a, the, most of the ownership of the MSL is going to be females, right? I mean, they, they, most of them are, are women. That's what? Only whoa, 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 whoa. Are you talking about soccer? The well, soccer team's owned yeah, by all women. Yeah. Our, our soccer team is. It, but he said most yeah. of them. Most no, of ours, them are not ours are. Ours he is. said most of them. No, no, no. I said the, the, this is going to be the only female-owned team, majority-owned team in the MFL, right? Compared yeah. To the other, MLS. Probably. Yeah. MLS, and that's where it was confusing. I think you kept saying NFL. <laughs> yeah. okay. Right, okay, that's fine. Good. Yeah, okay, but my, my point is, wherever they're going to locate it, how, I mean, I don't know what the average attendance in the league is. I mean, is St. Louis going to – you talking about market size? Is, is it going to be St. Louis going to be large enough to support this MS, MSL team, or you well, know, you got the Blues are coming off Stanley Cup, Cardinals are mm-hmm. are struggling, you know, with the team, stadium. But I'm just saying, is this going to city going to be big enough to support an okay. MSL team? I'm gonna give you that. Okay, you want to answer first? You got mm-hmm. it. You got it. Yeah. Go right ahead. St. Louis is large enough to support an MLS team. Mm-hmm. St. Louis is number one in the country in it's, Bosnians. We yeah. have over 70,000 Bosnians in St. Louis. They love soccer. soccer. Love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> it's not NFL, no. not Major League Baseball. You've got to get a Bosnian superstar, several. They will pack the stadium. That's a good no. point. And that's what you have to do. I mean, uh, are the brothers going to go? Uh, maybe. The white people are going to go? I'm just going by race. There's a couple of uh, you know, St. Louis natives in the uh, MLS, so you get some of them to come here. Right. Stuff like that. That's the only way I think it would really work. But we're number It'll get one attention at first, but yeah. how long is it going to last? We're number one in the United States with Bosnian in the community. Mm-hmm. 70,000 here in St. Louis. All over there, off of Cherokee Street, mm-hmm. most of them. I think we should ask right. the professor this question. I'm very intrigued by what he would say. By what? Would there be more females there? I would never ask him that kind of dumb question. <laughs> I don't think it's I dumb. Never, I think it's kind no, of interesting. I would never ask him that kind of dumb question. Hey, you're being judgmental again. No, no but I'm not going to be that dumb. I've been on the radio too long to be that dumb. You can, I'm hey, judgmental. Can you imagine I'm going to go to a college professor? You think there'll be more women out in there? No, not phrase like, oh not phrase like that, but I think oh he's asking God. about who the population would be at the games. I think he's asking, will more, will more women go? What's that? I was thrown off because he kept saying NFL, and I was. He kept what are you trying to? Yeah. I, I knew he was talking thought, about soccer. I thought he was talking NFL. I know too, that's why. I was like, and don't you also think it's it's think. what sport you really like? Like I have to be honest with you, I would much rather go watch a soccer game than a football game. I actually would much what blah 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 would much <laughs> rather watch baseball more than anything. Hmm. Hmm. But it's, it's your own flavor, what you like. Right, right? but I think that's mm-hmm. an intriguing question: who the population is. I think there's well, more men at WNBA games than there's women. Well, that's a good point. Mm. Okay. So I don't. I, but what does it matter? It I thought it was. No. A, I thought it was an I interesting question. I guess it kind of matters if you're trying to sell the people. If you go, like Steph Curry had to come out with that shoe Remember last year, a little girl yeah. asked for and Steph Curry shoe and, and didn't have any. And, and his videos mm-hmm. with yeah. his little girls, right? Exactly. Isn't that Seth Curry? Uh, yeah.
Mm-hmm. What you need, well, marketing. We need to find out what's the average attendance for women at all sporting events. That it, see? They're way below Ooh. men. Now you're jumping on the bandwagon. Oh, way below men. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, way sure. below men. Be. I think it'd be way interesting, though. Men. You never know. Way below men. A lot, yeah. But I would never ask Dr. Patrick mm-hmm. Rich that uh, oh, low-life question. I'm writing it down no, as my no, no. question. No, no, no. next time. <laughs> I have a list for him. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, this portion of the show is brought to you by <laughs> Champion Windows, where you get up to 50% off, folks. They're 365 window, low E square. Champion Windows, 636-764-5700. Remember, 50% off. A good question. How many women would come to an MLS game? I mean, what does it matter? <laughs> I think that's an interesting question. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. As always, this is Wayman Tisdale, former basketball player at Oklahoma Sooners, NBA, died several years ago, both had a rare disease, both legs amputated, but he's a tremendous basis, mm-hmm. one of the greatest mm-hmm. college basketball players ever. Did you know Wayman? You don't know Wayman. Did you know this guy? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. What are you doing this week, my dear? I will be going to L.A. getting out of what? the snow. That's another thing we were talking about. Mm. Don't tell them about when you're leaving town. They're breaking you out. <laughs> Carly, I'm giving my... So if you buy a TV, don't put the box out front. <laughs> so true. Have a <laughs> Somebody trip. you know, too. Yeah, don't put the box out front because they know you bought a new TV. <laughs> so you're going to L.A., huh? Mm-hmm. Lower Alabama. What? <laughs> <laughs> Alabama? You going to L- you going to LA or Lower Alabama? No, no. LA. LA. Oh, LA, California. <laughs> California. Oh, I going to the beach. <laughs> By the way, the one and only Barry Switzer. I wish you girls could be here for mm-hmm. that. One of the greatest one of the greatest college football coaches ever. And I want both of you to get his book called Gunslinger Son, I believe. It tells you about recruiting how he would help underprivileged black kids. He was a coach of Oklahoma for years. One of the most well-known college coaches ever. I like to go back to the old school because people, they tell you more. The new guys don't because they can't. What are you doing this week? Um, well, I am working on finishing up that anthology. I've been editing. On whom? You? Um, I've Someone been editing else? an anthology with about 18 authors and doing some other writing and training this uh, week. i got to get my thing going. You do. And but I'm also I, the... I don't have time. To... i got to sit down with the people, though. Right. I told you we could record you, and then someone would transcribe it. Yeah, that's what I'm going to have to do. Because yeah. now everyone is telling me I need to do it, even my, mm-hmm. even my yeah. family. Well, I hooked you up with the right person with Davis Creative. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. And we can help you. There's lots of different apps you can use on your computer. 
computer where you just talk it through. It comes out, and then I'll edit it for you, and I and I interview you and talk to you. I've got some stories. Oh, I've got some stories. Oh, and by the way, so speaking of that, so there's a huge book launch on Sunday. Tessa Greenspan wrote from the outhouse to the penthouse, mm-hmm. and we actually worked on her. We worked on her book. We it was a ghostwriting book, and it was the sixth highest, sixth bestseller on Amazon. So she is having a book launch on Sunday, um, and that's sort of what we did. She told us the story. Oh, I'm definitely going to be there. What about the lady I spoke to? She won't be there with Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. She will? Remind me about that. I'll email it to you. By the way, all you veterans, we like to wish, because I never do this enough, happy veterans and my father. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your service. Master Sergeant Samuel Edwards. Never had a middle name. Mm. Really? Didn't believe in middle names. Never had a middle name. He was a Master Sergeant in World War II. When a black right man couldn't be uh, unless you had your own company of other black soldiers. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He was over everybody. That's really cool. And back then, we were not called black. We were called colored. Colored. Then it got to be Negro. Yeah. Huh? I'm serious. <laughs> then it became We're the only race that changes up every, every. It was Afro-American, yeah. African-American, we, we black. Were, we were colored, Negro, black, not really Afro-American. Mm-hmm. And most Africans don't even like us. My my, gran- my grandpa's uh, first certificate says Negroid. The, yeah, yeah like, really? Yeah. That's what. If you go to like, the, what does that even if mean? If you go to the Mercedes Benz, oh, you should not. I touched the shell. Get that ball off me! You think you're touching? I did not. See, you think you're touching? Remember uh, my thing. She treated me like a Negro uh, real quick. <laughs> so in, in the Mercedes in the Mercedes catalog years ago, the color black was. Spell N-E-G-R-O mm-hmm. with the two dots above the O. I'm serious. And I bought shoe polish the other day from the place, and the shoe polish was called Negro. I'm serious. So Negro was black what it meant Spanish, black. Eh? Right. That's what it meant back uh-huh. in the day. So when you're I went driving to, a Negro car. Mm-hmm. When I went to Mexico, they thought I was they thought I was Mexican, <laughs> and then I said, I'm not. I'm American, and they start calling me Negro, Negro the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, no. I don't, we were playing soccer with them, and I was like, I don't like this. When I'm on, <laughs> when like I'm on Frank Cusimano's show with him and Martin, they think the word Negro is the other N-word, and they're afraid they won't touch right. it. They're afraid to say it. What's the that, that, that's, <laughs> that's what we were. 50, 60 years ago, everybody was saying Everybody was there. <laughs> I don't like to be, before we go. I don't like to be called Afro-American, okay? Can we just call you Charlie? Charlie, thank you. I'm a black man. <laughs> thank you. You can be whatever you want. I can be whatever I want? Anybody, you know what? Rainbow I'm all about freedom. You, people, y'all, oh, you can wear shorts with your scarf yeah. and with your sandals. sandals. With straws. Could you imagine me coming in and putting shorts on? Oh, some, yes, definitely. Some, some loaf, oh my open And Joe, too, with yeah. you and flip-flops. Polo with a sweater wrapped around my neck. Yes. <laughs> and we will take pictures, yeah. and Rachel will post them. Hi, <laughs> hi Charlie. With your sweater. I'll see you tomorrow night. So